Yeah, no, I, I was telling someone recently, you know, the silver lining of this is, you know, you get to spend more time with your kids and your family, but then there's, you know, the bad things. You've got to spend more time with your kids and your family. <laughs> this could be one of those vegetable drafts. Is this one of those get back to the, the vegetables and build up in the trenches draft? I do think that there's going to be an offensive lineman in those first three picks. I will agree that Mink is milking the kid situation when it comes to work. Mink, if you've got 52 kid cards to play in your life, you've played like 49. I still got three left, baby. Welcome into the lounge. Today is a very special day because we're bringing back a friend of the pod. The closest friend of the pod, let's be honest. The common man is coming back. I don't know how, Garrett, how long has it been since the common man's been on with us? It's been, I don't know if it's been a full calendar year, but it's been close. I think that people have started to get concerned about the common man. I know we've been concerned about the common man Very during concerned. this lockdown. So part of the reason that we wanted to bring him on was just to do, it's kind of part interested in what he has to say, but more than anything, it's a wellness check. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, before we get to that, uh, we have some wise words here from our friend, Tory Smith. What's going on, y'all? This is former Ravens wide receiver Tory Smith, and you know I care about Baltimore. Right now, we all have a position to play in keeping our community safe. The coronavirus is real, and it's spreading quickly. Baltimore City needs you to stay home in order to protect the health of your loved ones, especially your parents and grandparents. You can be a hero, too, just by staying home. Staying home helps to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Your neighbors are doing their part, and you should, too. Stay home as much as possible, and together we will all get through this. All right. Well, very good advice from Tori and uh, Common Man. We'll start with you on this. Have you been heeding Tori's advice? You you been in lockdown, or you been getting out a little bit too much? I have been fully locked in uh, in my house with my beautiful wife and my two loving kids that I adore and are not driving right. me crazy at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, when you start out with the beautiful wife reference, the things are starting to get rocky when you've been cooped up for that long. Yeah, no, I, I was telling someone recently, you know, the silver lining of this is, you know, you get to see spend more time with your kids and your family. But then there's, you know, the bad things. You've got to spend more time with your kids and your family. So. <laughs> for yeah, listeners, we, we... for listeners who, who don't know, the common man has uh, two kids uh, both under the age of three. So, I mean... No, two under two. Two under right. two. Two under two. two. So two when, I two. Compl- when I complain about my two kids, I just need to stop flapping my gums because the common man's got it worse. Actually, <laughs> actually, shout out to my older son, Connor. His birthday was yesterday. Just turned two. So I can't actually say two under two anymore. Yeah, see, I, I knew that. I knew that. So that's why I said <laughs> two under three. Come on, Uncle Garrett. Get yeah. your stuff ready. Yeah, I was, I was ready. I was right. His own dad had it wrong. <laughs> anyway, so so Cody, have, are are you uh, pulling your hair out? What's what's the situation like over at the uh, the Williams household? It's been okay. You know, I think the tough thing for us has been balancing school or daycare for our, for our kids, and and both Aubrey and I having full time jobs like everyone else. So I think it's been a challenge. We're also moving, so we're moving into a new house next week. So we've been trying to balance that as well, which has been difficult oh. because. Nobody's working, so getting an appraiser, getting you know people to do repairs in our current house, it's been sort of a, a hassle. 
but we're healthy, so I can't complain about anything because um, obviously our health right now is paramount, and uh, I'm just grateful that nobody's sick in my house. So, so Cody, what has been the biggest thing that you've learned about how to manage dealing with uh, two, two, two kids under two permanently all day while also trying to work for anyone that needs some tips out there? I thought if, if my younger son was a little bit older, I think the best thing would be to just kind of throw a bone and let him fight over it. Um, <laughs> but it wouldn't be a fair fight uh, at this point, so I can't do that. Um, but no, actually one thing that we've done that we had really never done with Connor before is introduce just movies and TV. It's, it's sort of become critical for us to have like a little bit of time during the day to either be on calls or join you idiots on the podcast or do, <laughs> do whatever else that, you know, we have to do. Uh, and if, you know, your kid that's used to being in daycare with 12 other kids and teachers and constant attention doesn't have that then things go south very quickly so you know introducing tv books drawing just more activities for them to, to do on their own yeah that's the thing we've never been big screen time parents but uh we are becoming more screen time parents we int we introduced mr rogers little sesame street but then you know the kids start getting spoiled he brooks got a little taste of that and now is like Nah, I just want to watch kids play with toys on YouTube. I'm like, this is crap. <laughs> and that, then with the younger one, you know, Cody, here's my tip. With the younger one, best activity for a baby baby, just let them go outside and eat some dirt. That's literally That's right. all, all Nova does all day. I like that. <laughs> anyway, all right, we should probably talk some draft here, especially because Garrett starts yelling at me when I start complaining about my kids. That's right. That's really why I wanted to have Cody on. Just a wait, Garrett. Support. Yeah, just wait, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut your mouth, Garrett. Yeah, you but, don't yeah, have, but know how Cody, lucky you, gotta, you have. It you got to understand. All I I hear it from him all day long about how how tough he's got it. You oh, know, I, I, I'm not debate. I'm not debating that it's challenging. I'm just saying that I don't need to hear about your complaints all day long. That's my I will, point. I will agree that Mink is milking the kid situation <laughs> when it comes to work. Hey, if you've got 52 kid cards to play in your life you've played like 49 so you <laughs> are you doing it are you doing a recreation left, you're doing a recreation of the staff meetings right now it sounds like right exactly <laughs> mink what are your updates well I, it's going to be hard for me to give my updates with my kids in the background <laughs> 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 hey 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 all right i got a lot on my plate my wife's busy over here trying to get doctor's masks trying to save the world all right well, that is yeah, that's got nothing admirable. to do with you. Yeah, that does. That means more kids on my shoulders. That's what that means. <laughs> anyway, all right, all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. Let's talk some draft here, okay? Because, Garrett, after I listened back to the pod yesterday, I was like, we did a pretty crappy job of, of talking about all the issues to come out of that pre-draft presser. Namely, one of the bigger updates is kind of the Ravens' thoughts on the offensive line. Um, and I know we just got an email about this today, which – Thank you for all the emails to everybody out there because we've never gotten so many. The inbox is flooded. It is. It yeah. is. So, so anyway, we, we got a good email here about the offensive lineman. Hold on. Where, where is it? Where is this dang thing? You got this there's so many emails that it's hard to keep track of. Also, just this is a little preview. A little bit later in the show, there's been a lot of emails following up on the bunker draft. I know we've already read a number of them. 
but we're going to have to get back into these because the tables have turned drastically in the past 48 hours in regards to the bunker draft. We're also going to get the common man to weigh in on that. Uh, so go ahead and read the email about the offensive line. Have you found it yet? I have not. All right. I'm still looking. Basically, the email. Oh, no, wait, wait. Here it is. 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 Okay. This one comes from Will Saunders. Uh, says, hi, Ryan and Garrett. Thanks for all you do to keep Ravens fans entertained and well-informed during these challenging times. My question is, are you concerned with the interior of the offensive line? During the last two playoff losses, the Chargers and Titans clogged the center and guard gaps and used safeties to keep Lamar in check on the outside. Lamar passed, passed well in both games, but the lack of push was glaring, and that was with Yonda. Which center guard would you like to see the Ravens select with one of the first three picks? Or would you pick the best running back in case Ingram gets hurt again? I'm still having nightmares about the two missed fourth and one opportunities against the Titans. Killed all the momentum. Ugh. So that's from Will. Will from Pittsburgh. Thank you, Will. I think uh, it's a, yeah. I think that's a great email from Will. And yeah. if we were go to go back last year, I spent most of the time during the pre-draft process talking about how I wanted to upgrade the offensive line. And we we really haven't spent much time talking about that this year, even though the offensive line's got worse because the best player on the offensive line is retired. So, so it's it's a kind of ironic that there hasn't been too much discussion about it. I think the fact that the Ravens had such a good offense has and such a good running game last year has a little bit hidden the fact that offensive line and and adding players there is a big priority. So I I mean a guy that stands out to me is Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. And he has started to get some first-round buzz. He's a center guard option. But I think that if you're able to get him, to me, taking him at 28 would be a little bit rich. But if you're able to get him in the second round, maybe if you trade back in the first round or if you, you know, he's in an early second-round projection. Um, maybe if you're really lucky, you can just stamp out with your, your first second-round pick and take him there. Also, you can maybe trade up in the second round and get him a little bit earlier in the second round. Uh, he's somebody that I would think really hard about because he can play either center or guard. Um, with the injury to Skura, adding somebody at center I think would be a, a good thing to do. Yeah, to me it's less I'm, – I'm looking more for a guard tackle than I am a center guard. Um, I think they really like Patrick McCarry. And he played well last year, and I think there's only reason to believe that he's going to get better. I mean, here's another undrafted guy just like Skura, and Skura was – playing at a, a high level, right? Like, I don't I don't really feel like I would spend much draft capital to upgrade over Skura or McCarry, right? And it's, and with both of them, like, Skura is eventually going to get healthy. Yeah. I, I feel pretty good about center. And not that, you know, I think the Ravens have the best center in the league, but I'm not going to spend a first or second round pick, maybe not even a third round pick on it, Right. Um, so to me, I'm looking more for a guy who has some flexibility guard tackle and, and the Ravens have already kind of put it out there pretty clearly, Joe Ortiz and Eric DaCosta, that there's some really good tackles, college tackles who would be move well into guard in the NFL. And the Ravens have had success doing that. Kalecio assembly, I think being the prime example. Um, so that's who I really, that's kind of what I like. And that's why I don't, I mean, Sure, maybe if you think that Ruiz is going to be a starting right guard for the next 10 years or whatever, <laughs> which isn't it funny how whenever you talk about offensive linemen and drafting him in the first round, it's always like, well, he's going to be there for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just ask Ben Grubbs if he was at Clutchy Assembly. Were they there for 10 years? Anyway, <laughs> um, very good players. But um, here's two other names that I like, and I think that these could be potentially second-round picks. Keep in mind, the Ravens' second-round picks are both late. 
The one they even they picked up in the Hayden Hurst trade is not an early to mid-round, second-round pick. It's pretty late. Um, so they could be a very late second-round pick or maybe even a third-round pick. Um, and they are Robert Hunt from Louisiana Lafayette and Natani Muti, who yeah. I'm sure I probably didn't get his name right. All right, so let me give let me give you my elevator pitch for these guys, Garrett. All right, you ready? And now, it sounds like well, just real quick, it, it sounds like for Hunt, you must have watched the videos that I did from the combine where I talked about him being a guy who I thought would could be a great fit for the Ravens. No, hell no, I didn't watch your videos. I watched yeah. my Harris breakdown, my draft breakdown <laughs> yeah. to YouTube videos. All just you needed to do was watch my video from two months ago. I told you all you need to know about the guy. Did you know that is who's his NFL comp? Do you know who it is? Cody Ford. Cody Ford. You liked Cody Ford a little bit coming out of last year's draft, didn't you? It's, I, I loved him. I mean, the thing with Robert Hunt, not to steal your your, diagno- your, your no, go projection ahead. here on him, he's huge. And he's a road grader of an offensive line. I think he's 6'5", 325 pounds, right around that range. Yep. Which is similar, not only to Cody Ford, but you brought up Kelechi Assembly moving from tackle to guard. I mean, that's what Robert Hunt can do. Louisiana Lafayette. He's a big body in there, and I like at that position somebody in this offense who can be a road grader of an offensive lineman, and that's exactly what uh, not Ford can be, what Hunt can be. Yeah. And I, I, here's a little bit on Natane Muti uh, out of Fresno State, 6'3", 315. Uh, he's a guy, I think he's Tongan, born in Tonga, so I, I always like those dudes. I, just something about him, man. Haloti Nada spoil me. Something I like those Tongan guys. <laughs> put, put up 40 four bench press reps 44 did you hear that correctly garrett i did uh so this dude is crazy strong now he's been bothered by a lot of injuries achilles injury uh has had a liz frank uh so he that's kind of the biggest knock on him but really high potential player you put on the tape he looks really good i think the the question here is he a guy that can stay healthy or those kind of fluky or whatnot um but he's another prospect also from hometown of Hawaii. So he's of Tongan descent, but from Hawaii. So I might need to fly out there and do the feature story on him here once we can fly again. Probably, <laughs> that's probably in the cards once we pick him, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I th- we've gotten so good at Zoom, I don't think you need to go anywhere. You can just do it <laughs> over Zoom. I don't, what do you think, Cody? Are you, are you, sorry, common man, are you a big offensive line guy? Like, how early of a pick should the Ravens be using on the offensive line? Yeah, I mean, I probably don't have as nuanced opinion as you guys, but you know, when you have someone like Lamar Jackson under center, I'm all in favor of protecting him. So, you know, I, I think, you know, my unprofessional opinion here is that Lamar can kind of mask some issues on the offensive line with his scrambling and his running abilities. And so I think maybe we do need to upgrade there early in the draft. Uh, I would not be opposed to it first, second round. Um, I think, listen, I've always believed the game games won and lost in the trenches. So protect your quarterback and get a good push in the interior offensive line. We got the tackles, right? So, yeah, I'd be in favor of it. First round. You'd be cool with first round offensive lineman. If it's the right player. I mean, I don't know enough about, you know, the individual players. And if it's a, you know, if there's going to be guys sitting there at the end of the first round or not, um, you know, I'm not an expert there. But if there is... I'd be okay with it. I don't know if it would be my number one priority, um, you know, with edge and everything, but but I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with the pick. Right. And I think that there is an element of, you know, the past two drafts, for a while there, there was a sense of get playmakers, 
uh, add some kind of sexiness to the team. Uh, and the past two drafts have accomplished that. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, most exciting player in the league, the MVP. And then also a guy like Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. So you've added the playmaking component of it. This could be this could be one of those uh, vegetable drafts potentially. Is this one of those <laughs> get back to the the vegetables and build up in the trenches draft? This is a good black beans draft. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's not good. Good black beans and applesauce draft. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Ravens went offensive line early. I, I mean. Like, I keep saying I think they're going to take a receiver within their first three picks. I still think that's the case. And I do think that there's going to be an offensive lineman in those first three picks. Yeah. Well, we should point out what John Harbaugh said about this. Kind of off the lead, we said that that was one of the more enlightening statements from the pre-draft presser. And, uh, you know, when you're talking to the coach, you you really see what he thinks the immediate needs are, right? I mean, uh, and, and he said offensive line is one of our top one, maybe the top or top two needs on this team of things we got to make sure we get right going into the next season because if if this in this offense with as much as the Ravens run the ball uh and and a young quarterback that you need to protect and I agree with you common man that Lamar does mask some of the offensive line's deficiencies but at the same time you put a bunch of stiffs out there in front of him he can only do so much right so and when you want to see him progress as a passer especially you you need some good pass protection in front of him so John Harbaugh definitely thinks it's high on the list, and I think that the Ravens will address that aggressively. I actually think they're going to take two offensive linemen in this draft. I think one is probably going to be more of a guard. That That's what they project them, and I think they're also going to take a backup tackle in this year's draft considering uh, they well, released they, J- yeah, they, James Yeah, they moved Hurst. on from James Hurst. James uh, yeah. Sorry to bring it up. Well, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, fresh wounds still, buddy. Um, <laughs> and and they also they had kind of a development guy developmental guy in greg sanat who they through roster maneuvering and this would actually change this year because of the whole practice squad uh you know you don't have to actually release a guy and put him on waivers to move him up and down from practice squad but the chiefs uh poached him and put him on their 53 so we lost a developmental guy in greg sanat so i think the ravens in the later rounds i'm talking fifth round something somewhere around there would add, add a tackle also yeah I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. You know what's the problem is with this about doing the pod so often, Garrett, is our mock drafts are going to look too similar when we release these bad boys. They're both going to get it wrong anyway, so who cares? Whoa, hey, <laughs> I've been getting it right. Who do you got? Uh, Common Man, who's your top pick for us right now in your uh, mock? I think it's going to be one of the middle linebackers, Murray or Queen. Yeah. Mink is right. moving away from that. Mink doesn't think that there's value there. I've got cold I, I feet on the linebackers. I, I mean, you might be right, Mink. Like I said, I, I'm okay with, with O-line or a pass rusher. Um, but again, I, you know, what do I know? <laughs> you know you, you know the thing that I, I'm kind of getting more and more interested in? And this is going to sound blasphemous. But I'm kind of interested in the trade back. The trade, you heard me, back, Garrett. <laughs> um... Just because I think that there's there's really there's very good players that are gonna all go early in the second round. Like I'm talking about and, and late for work broke this down today. Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. How do you think Joe Ortiz feels about Marlon Davidson? He's a Auburn guy through and through. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. Zach Bond from Wisconsin, it, you know, if if they could get him even a little bit later, I think that he would be an interesting player. Um 
you know, somebody like that, some of these other wide receivers, like a LaVisca Chenault, can you trade back and get him in the first 10 picks of the second round? A Cesar Ruiz that we were just talking about. Is it a, is it a, uh, a, a David Mims, you know, the wide receiver from Baylor that's really good. Jonathan Taylor, running back. You know, I just think that there's, there's a clump of really good players that fit the Ravens' needs well that are going to go in the first 15 picks in the second round including a bunch of these wide receivers that we really like, right? I think there a lot of those guys are going to be off the board before the sec, before the Ravens are on the clock in the second round. Like I think the Ravens might have to trade up in the second round if they want to get into yeah. some of those wide receivers that we've talked so much about, like a Jalen Rager, for example, yeah. who I know you're going to put on your mock draft. Hey, Garrett, hey Garrett isn't this classic Mink naming like 30 players? <laughs> you know, and then, and, then, and then when you get through, oh, I had him, I, I talked about him on the pod. Remember, I, 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 I had, had him in my prediction. Exactly. You've nailed it. I mean, that is the mink mock draft or pretend to be draft, draft expert <laughs> approach. He goes to CBSSports.com or NFL.com. He looks at the top 100 rankings. He reads off every name between 30 and 50 and says, these are guys who could go in the early second who would be good <laughs> options. Yep. I called it. I called it. It's, not, it's on the record now. I called any of those guys to get picked. I called it. Oh, let me also add in Neville Gall- Gallimore. I missed him. So that's one more. <laughs> Defensive tackle. So. You've got it. You've got to figure it out, Cody. I mean, I gotta, it's it's you've got yeah. it down to a science the way this thing operates. Yeah. I've seen it for too many years now. What is your perspective of 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 the stress? You won't get to see it firsthand this year because we, we won't be in the building, but the stress that Mink goes under about forty eight hours before the draft where he starts tweaking and tinkering. Forty eight hours draft is due. Oh, 48 hours. You, I've already been having the nervous, huge, the nightmares. Mink is a huge tinkerer. Huge tinkerer. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously, I seriously, like, I'll be, like, giving my daughter a bottle, and I'll catch myself, like, fretting over who I'm going to put in my mock draft. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, that, you know, the more I think about these inside linebackers, I don't know. And I'm, like, sitting there. I'm like, all right, focus, focus. Stop, like, stressing you know, three weeks out from the draft about who you're going to put in this stupid mock draft that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, well, there, we got an email here, and, and it actually is exactly what you were just talking about. And this, let's take a little side note here. This is from Scott Schamberger. says, this is Scott from San Antonio. Garrett won the draft, the draft that's most important, the bunker draft. Uh, he won the draft, making sure he had the essentials. However, what do you guys think about the Ravens trading back into round two? adding the trading a third and fourth rounder to get another second. So he's talking about having four second round picks. They already got two. You could have four second round picks. Um, and then taking, you said Denzel Mims, Cesar Ruiz, Zach Vaughn, and an inside linebacker. So he wants to just go ahead and use the second round to knock out all the knees. Basically. I love it. I really, four second round picks would be awesome. I mean, like I just, I just feel like the Ravens aren't, and and it, this is going to sound counterintuitive for a team that's fourteen coming off a fourteen two season, but I don't think it's like one player puts him over the top. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, I, I but I but I do think that three, four, four impact stud rookies, kind of like the the class that you had the year before last when you had Mark Andrews, Orlando Brown, obviously Lamar. Yeah, I mean that's that's like let's a, just let's just run that back. Yeah, that's let's just run like that a back. pass that you get. Once in probably I don't know, ten years as a general manager. Hey Garrett, a, I shoot I shoot high. 
All right, maybe you like to shoot shoot low. Maybe you have we low expectations get, for the Ravens, but we I can just high. draft an MVP every year. Every year, Ryan. Why you the hell not? Every year. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> um, but I, I do think if the, if they if they stockpiled four second round picks, like you're talking about an impact wide receiver immediately, whether he's your number two or number three guy, you're talking about a plug and play guard who takes over there. You're talking about probably a pass rusher or defensive lineman who's mm-hmm. going to provide more in that regard, and maybe an inside linebacker also. I mean, you're loaded. Right, right. Now, now relying on that many rookies in a in an offseason in which you're not going to have practice is, is you know, tricky. But yeah. you stand a better chance if you have a bunch of high picks than, let's say, one first-round guy and, and then, you know, some of these lower picks. I just think it really, I mean, and this is a cliche, but we don't know who's going to be available when the Ravens are on the clock in the first round. If if either of the linebackers are there, Queen or Murray, I just have a hard time seeing the Ravens trade back and trade away from those guys. Like, you just have a guy, you want to talk about somebody that could come in, plug and play, you don't got to worry about the position. That's what either of those guys give you the luxury of with the linebacker position. All of a sudden, you don't really have to worry about it anymore. So I have a hard time seeing the Ravens trade away from either of those guys if they're there at 28. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. And now if they're not there, now it's a different conversation. You know, they're gone. You know, there's not the receiver there that you love. Um, there's not an offensive lineman there that you love. If you feel like the guy you're going to get at 28 is the same you're going to get at 38, then yeah, obviously trade back. Well, that takes me into another email here that we got from Jeff Blomquist. And he says, why is Willie Gay Jr. not in the discussion at inside linebacker? Physically, no one is better equipped. He's good on tape, but has improvements to make. If he has the passion and mental ability necessary to be a Raven, he may well be around at pick 92. The only inside linebacker worthy of a first-round pick uh, here, in in Jeff's opinion, is Kenneth Murray. So there goes your boy Patrick Queen, Garrett. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he likes Murray because of all the intangible boxes he checks. Uh, He says also, by the way, weighing in late, but Mink smoked the bunker draft. So just (laughs) just remember that when when we get into some of these other emails. Um, Here's the thing. I mean, I'm just going up to uh, to NFL.com here, and their prospect right up on Willie Gay Jr. says he has a chance to make the end of the roster or practice squad. A uh, low-grade guy. And when I look, we're talking about liking Kenneth Murray for the intangibles. Uh, let's see here. He was held out of eight contests uh, in his junior year because of NCAA violations pertaining to an academic tutor. He also reportedly got into an altercation with his quarterback, Garrett mm-hmm. Schrader. So, right. ah, you know, I'm not so sure. He's also kind of more of a, seems like he might be have the athleticism to be better in coverage, like that that's more of his strong suit as opposed to being a downhill run-stopping kind of linebacker. So, I mean, he ran, not, yeah, he's he's a he's a great athlete. I mean, yeah. He, he's, so he he's, ran a 4-4-6. Exactly. That's like, you know, that's like, what Torrey Smith ran at the combine. I don't know exactly yeah. what Torrey Smith ran, but I mean, I think that's he ran a, a kind four of, four flat. Yeah, yeah, uh, th- that's the kind of speed that we're talking about. I mean, so he's got great speed. He's a, he's a great athlete, um, but yeah, a little some of the off the field stuff. Um, and but I I wouldn't like rule him out of that conversation of inside linebacker if you're talking about a mid to late round option. Like if they don't take a linebacker early, which is the conversation we were having yesterday. Sure. 
Um, I think that he's one of the guys who would be in that conversation. He's just different. You know, when they talk about Malik Harrison, he was the first and second down guy. And then you're, then you're talking about using a line, uh, a safety, maybe as a linebacker on third down, like a Chuck Clark or Anthony Levine or some combination there where this guy is really more of the, your coverage guy. And so that might be a little bit diff- different than what the Ravens want to do with that position. Um, yes. So I, I wouldn't necessarily rule it out, but I, I he would not be at the top of that list in terms of that those guys in the mid to late rounds who could be good options for the Ravens, in my mind. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, we have another right. email here. This one comes from... You want to talk bunker draft? Are we are we going that way? No, no, I got if another... you go ahead. If you have another email, go ahead. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, so this one is... This one's from Scott Shanberger. He says That's the one Scott I just read. From... Oh, whoops. Yeah, my yeah. bad. What am I thinking? Yeah. So this is the other part of the oh, podcast, yeah. Cody. So... So you read, you do things and then you read the email and then make tries to double read the email. Cause he's not paying attention <laughs> to what's happening. I, I tuned out. I was looking at looking for the next email. I tuned out who read who yours was. All right. One, one more email. This one's from Scott Schamberger. <laughs> hey, Hey, we do have some multiple emailers. All right. All right. Cut me some slack here. All right. Oh no. Here, here's the one. It's from Victor Sutherland. Yeah, uh, Victor right. Sutherland. I'll, I'll go ahead and start this one off. First of all, all right, Downing wins. The, he says fantasy drafts. He's talking about the bunker draft. This guy although doesn't even know was, what he's talking about. He says, once again, Downing wins the fantasy draft, although I think Mink was close. The applesauce is what threw him off. Let me just say this on, on the bunker draft. You got off to a hot start. This is the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. You jump out <laughs> to a 28-3 lead. Everyone thinks the dynasty is coming to a close. The end of an era... You have brought it all down. But as we've seen in the late surge of emails, I came roaring back to an incredible victory here. One for the ages. One for Dude, the, the ages. last the last three options were applesauce, water, and coffee. I absolutely got the best two in that, including coffee with my very last pick mm. in applesauce and coffee. Mm. Have fun just chugging water all day, bro. Um, have fun. Have fun when... when you need absolute essentials, and the only thing you have are coffee beans. Okay, uh, here's the yeah, here's hey, the thing. Can I can I ask a question about this draft? Is this like you're stuck in an actual cement bunker <laughs> for a long time? Because See, this if, is the question. Because if that's the case, then water should have been the number one pick. Exactly. You can't live without water. Exactly, and that's that's exactly the right point to make, Cody. Because that was not the scenario. We were playing out our current situation. Our current bunkers. This is not an apocalypse situation that I've seen so many emails about. Because you're absolutely correct, Cody. Water would be the first pick. But clearly it wasn't. But but, but, we, but Mink, aren't you supposed to be quarantining yourself in your house? So I mean if yeah. you don't have water, still the same principles apply here. If you don't have water, you can't survive. Why don't what are you talking? The water hasn't been shut off. I don't know what's going on in the Williams household, but I still have <laughs> running water. Well then why why is water even on the list? Because it's a it's a just in case kind of exactly. thing that Garrett that Garrett fell for. He felt he got duped. He got uh, see, duped. So here's here's how it played out, Cody. Is we added water to the list, just to, and, and and it was my last pick, I think. And I said, if it's the last pick, this is a an emergency situation. And if you get to a point where everything all hell breaks loose and you absolutely need water, I'm going to be covered. That was like the emergency, true bunker situation, a true bunker situation. But look, look, how long have we had bottled water in our society? 
Huh? It's not like we've had it forever. Go down to the creek. Get, oh, get, oh, go down to the creek and get drink some fresh water. Bingo, bango. We're not in a desert. Uh, you can still see, go for a see walk. That's, see, that's the difference. Garrett and I live in the city, so we're not drinking out of the harbor. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mink, Mink's other uh, thing that he was trying to defend was his bidet uh, in, in regards to toilet yes. paper. Hey, hey, all right, Cody, real <laughs> quick. He, here's here's the recap so you're aware. Uh, I ended up with peanut butter, pasta, toilet paper, tuna, Cliff Bars, and bottled water. Mink ends Terrible. up with applesauce. <laughs> hey, way to start <laughs> off with my worst pick. <laughs> Why don't you start from the top, big boy? Make heads up with applesauce, ramen soup, canned beans, coffee, cereal, and frozen pizza. Yeah, yeah. Way to toss him in. Way to toss so him cereal, in. My two so all stars, my freaking all pros. Cereal, cereal comes with milk. You have the milk obviously. with it. No milk. Obviously, not, nothing's obvious with you guys. I don't know. That's <laughs> close. It's close. It, it doesn't come. And also, you know, we left out, just so you're aware, because I know where your mind's going. This is probably your first thought. We left booze off the list here because. Why would that just, be my first thought? Oh, uh, come on. We know that's the common come man's on, first thought. Come on, common man. <laughs> I, I've been sober in, in quarantine. There's no way in hell you've been sober in quarantine. <laughs> There's no way. Just water and coffee beans. <laughs> you're crazy. A bottle of water? Yeah, coffee? Did you say coffee? <laughs> no, I'm, hoard- I'm hoarding the bottled water. How much applesauce have you had? <laughs> I haven't had any, but my son has had a ton of applesauce. Yeah. Boom. Well, that's the, well, that's the thing. Nick eats like a two-year-old. So, um, <laughs> uh, all right. Those. Uh, do, you, do you have a winner, Cody? What was – Garrett, you had peanut butter, and what was your second thing? Pasta. Pasta. I and- mean, an ultimate bunker well, item, which never do, goes Yeah, back. but do we have sauce on that, or are we talking just – just Obviously, pasta. sauce. If you got no, 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 nothing for granted. Nothing for granted. No <laughs> sauce. Pasta, sauceless pasta. <laughs> sauceless pasta. I don't know. Enjoy. This is this is tough. I, I'm gonna go probably go with Garrett just because of the water oh, thing. Oh come on! I, I can't, no, just because of the water, baby. I can't. I mean, what? So what are you drinking over there? Just coffee? Everything's caught with coffee? Why the hell not? <laughs> if so, look, you're gonna if, have frozen pizza for dinner and wash it down with coffee. <laughs> Sure. It's horrible. Garrett has Garrett's only like real food food is tuna. He has pasta all, too. What do you mean? But he has no sauce. And peanut butter. He has no that's not food food. How how much can you just have peanut butter for dinner? No. I have frozen pizza, cereal, ramen, all three good. You could eat those for lunch right, or right. dinner. Here's the question. Maybe I'll change my mind if you answer this correctly, Mink. <laughs> what brand of frozen pizza oh oh <laughs> i really got to get in your head on this one because i feel i think i'm already in your head you are in my head i'm tinkering already <laughs> he's gonna oh, to himself. he's gonna yeah he's gonna end up with like elios no. or something uh, the, see i was debating whether you were gonna try to go old school with the elios did you ever sell his joe corby's pizzas cody see this is this you you lost I'm going to Giorno. I'm going to Giorno. Now uh, you went Joe Corby, whatever that is. <laughs> that's another L for the Minkster. 
All right, all right. Uh, I should have known. We've, we've Just naturally always say Garrett's we've side. Reached, we've reached a breaking point. <laughs> it's another, another. Just a horrible, heartbreaking loss for Mate. You, like I said, you got off to a great start, twenty-eight to three, and then it came crumbling down at the last second. I'm sorry. Uh, I had Kyle loss. Shanahan calling plays for me. Yeah, couldn't. He needed to run the ball. Needed to run the ball in the fourth quarter. Couldn't just, do it. Just a quarter, a quarterback who can't win at all, right? Yeah, right, guys? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, so uh, Common Man, thanks so much for joining us, uh, listeners. You can continue to weigh in on the bunker draft by emailing us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net and continue to send in your draft questions and thoughts. Uh, we love to hear from you guys in terms of what you think the Ravens should do uh, and what this draft should look like. We're going to do our full seven round mock draft uh, in a couple of weeks here, right before uh, the first round. So it's going to be fun. We have a lot more to discuss on all that. So uh, stay tuned because on Friday. As we teased earlier in the week, we've got Mel Kuyper joining the mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we so got him. We got him, so we're fired up about that. So, Common Man, thank you. Listeners, thank you. We will be back with you guys on Friday with Mel. Mm-hmm.